0: Don't they ain't ready for it. They was sleeping on us. Yeah, I know that they were snoring, but they waking up. The triple doubles. Yeah, we scoring. So cold with it, you might need a coke K dot in the booth with Mike. They the codes. We be out here debating. It's all about the conversation. Y'all people be getting mad at the observations that we making. You know it's all fast. There's no cap in the raps. So on this podcast, millennials versus, versus the world. Millennials versus the world.
1: Is the wild. What up? What up, man? We got the Millennials Rest the World podcast, man. It's your boy K Dot Hey, it's Mike Tyson in his joint. Yeah, hey, I, you, hey, you was Mike Tyson three weeks ago. We I, know, I know,
0: I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But hey, I just want to be in, in shape.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> the only spot you get authenticity and entertainment at the same time, man. So today we got a heavy hitter, man. She's She's been a college hooper. She has a brand. She's really been doing her thing, man. And I'm major. We're so, so blessed that she came Absolutely. onto the podcast. Brie. thank you for coming through. What up?
2: Hey, what's up? What's up, man? I thank you. Just thank you for having me. And I'm excited. I'm excited about the conversation. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. So again, a pleasure and honor to be here right now.
1: For sure. For sure. So for people that don't know, like who is Brie and where did she get her passion for like entrepreneurship and, and, and fitness and things of that nature for people that don't know?
2: Uh, for people who don't know me, I think um, I'm probably the opposite of what I look. So a lot of people think I'm super mean, super strict. Um, yeah. super disciplined. No, I like to have a lot of fun. I love to laugh. I love to crack jokes and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. And my passion for fitness and just everything that I do right now came to me in college. Um, I tore both my ACLs when I was at UCF, my first college where I played basketball and I had to do a lot of rehab and everything to become the athlete that I once was. Mm-hmm. So being in there so much and just seeing my body change and seeing not only my body change, but my mind change to just me become a better person and a stronger person. I'm like, man, if I can do this to myself, if somebody can give me this, I want to be able to, you know, give that back to people. So I think that's where my passion for fitness and and everything just kind of came from through my process of. Uh, me being in rehab
1: well real quick what was that like tearing both ACLs and rehab, and trying to get back to what you knew you were though how, Man, how was yeah, that yeah digging into that real quick real quick yeah
2: um, So, in all uh, honesty, it was tough so the first one when I tore the first one um of course I wanted to come back I wanted to play basketball and just you know be great again and the second one was more mental than it was physical mm. because I had already been through the physical part of everything. I knew what to expect from rehab. I knew what I needed to do to recover, but it was more so of a mental state where do I want to go through all that again? It's going to be worth, at the end, it's going to be worth. Um, you know what I'm saying? Me going through that because in physical therapy, you can ask my teammates, I cried every single day just because it was so painful. Like cracking cartilage and you know what I'm saying? Getting your body back to what it's used to. Um, it was something that I'm glad I had my teammates. And now they're still some of my best friends to this day, just because they saw me through that entire process um and literally held my hand when I needed them the most. So um the it was more mental, like I said, the second part than it was the first part. And I think that's where my mental mind began to shift. That's when I realized that your mind does what your body does what your mind tells it to. So right. first you gotta be a champion in the mind, you gotta be strong in the mind to do anything that you want to do. So that's where there, that's where um that mindset kind of came from. Me knowing that. Physically, I can do it to get back to where I was, but I had to be stronger mentally this time to get back. So,
0: yeah, yeah that's, that's real dope. Uh, uh, can you can you tap into why did you create Never Surrender the brand and also who did you create it for?
2: Yeah. Um. So I created the brand too. So I went to South Carolina State mm-hmm. after I finished up at UCF. And um, one of my friends was telling me based on the career that I was having my first year, he was like, you're gonna have to figure out how to brand yourself because after next season, you're gonna have, you know, all these people reaching out to you and things like that. You want to have your own identity, your own brand. And he also had his own brand. And so I just started thinking about the different things that I went through that while I was at UCF, before I got to South Carolina State stay with, um, a tragedy probably happened every single year while I was out in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like my, my house burned down my freshman year. Um, I tear my ACLs two years. my last year, my grandfather died so like every year yeah. something that could have easily pulled me away from the game, could have easily pulled me back home. Um, but because I think I developed that mentality through rehab to be mentally stronger than mine and just not to give up, um, I'm like, I have to get this message across to people. I have to get this. Um, energy out there for people to receive because I know I'm not the only one who faced some type of adversity every single corner that I feel like I turned. So it was an important message, an important time for me, based on my experience, to get that out to people. Because I feel like a lot of times people give advice or they create these brands or they do different things, but experience is the best advice that you can give anybody based mm-hmm. on just things that you've been through. So I think once I've been through it and I started to see the success and I started to see the things pay off that I first questioned. Um, I'm like, okay, I need people to know that, you know what I'm saying? No matter what comes that way, they can do it too. So I created the brand literally for anybody who faces any type of adversity or anybody who feels like they're about to give up or want to give up or anybody who feel like they never want to give up. It's literally for anybody who wants to be motivated in a sense to be the best potential person that they can be.
1: So I would ask to that same point, like how long did it take you, take you to get to that point where you're like, I'm never going to surrender to obstacles? Like, cause I know you went through a lot. I heard you just speak about like the ACLs and the family and you know, my condolences. Cause that stuff is not tough. I experienced that loss too. So like, what, what made you get to the point where like, no matter what, because a lot of people, and, and I give context to it, a lot of people experience things. And when they experience it, it's like the first one, okay, this hurt. The second one is like, I'm down bad. I can't get through it. What made you get to the point where was like, no matter what happened, I gotta keep going. What gives you that motivation to like, no matter what, never stop. Like, I'm, I'm going to go get it.
2: Um, I think, honestly, this is something that started with me from the time that I was born. So I'm the oldest mm. of all my siblings. And growing mm. up, I spent a lot of time with my dad, who's probably my favorite person in the world, just because of his physical and mental strength. And I think once I got to a point where I started overcoming adversity, I realized that it was because of my attitude, because of my mm. mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is something that has built with me and been growing with me since, you know I'm saying, I was first put on this world. So um, during the time, though, of my injuries and when I really needed the most, it was definitely my family, my teammates that, that motivated me and inspired me to not give up and not quit just because of the energy they gave me and the person that they saw me being and just the faith that they had in my ability to be better at the end of all of this. So I think without them. And without um, just them being there for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have uh, did anything. I probably would have taken my second injury and worked my jobs, and who knows what I would be doing right now if it wasn't for any of them. So shout out to all of them. my family and my friends right now, they know who I'm talking to.
1: For sure, for sure, for sure. And then I heard you say you started at UCF, right? And then went to South Carolina State. What was that transition like? What was that transition like between those two schools? Yeah, to- totally different cultures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what was that like? I know UCF is a pretty big, like, population-wide
0: school down in Florida, right? Mm-hmm.
2: And you go to you go to South Carolina State, which is in Orangeburg, which is a super super small town. You literally right. probably could drive a circle and be right back around the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, Where I come from, University of Central Florida, where everything's like a resort and um like in the race for one of the biggest um, universities in, in the whole United States. So it was a complete difference, but I always tell people now, I was blessed and grateful to be able to experience both the PWI and the HBCU. But mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity as an African-American, please go to an HBCU just because mm-hmm. of the life lessons and the teachings that it's gonna give you that you need as a person. There was so much that I learned about myself just from being at State that I wouldn't have known at UCF just because I didn't have that encounter to have that culture with those people there so I think that was um probably the main thing was state taught me more about myself that I needed than I, I learned while I was at UCF
1: well and, and then so I gotta ask this question <laughs>
2: Go ahead. When, when
1: your high school did your high school look more like UCF or look more like South Carolina State because that it's just yeah, that yeah. dynamic of switching from this yeah. all the way to this. Yeah. Did your high school like one or the other or was it pretty diverse? Yeah, did your background help?
2: Yeah. Kind of was like um University of Central Florida. I went to a magnet school out here in Chicago, Whitney Young, which is very popular for its academic and athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a variety of cultures, a variety of people at our school, and then we had um an Aggies program, so we had kids all the way from sixth grade all the way to senior. So it was just a bunch of different people everywhere in high school. And it was pretty much the same when I went to Florida. It was a lot of island people, foreign people um, at the university as well. But when I got to state, it was so predominantly African-American. And that I think that's what I loved about it. That's the experience, the feeling of family. And it, and it teaches you a lot. It teaches you a lot, just like family. Um, sometimes you need a break. Sometimes there are harder lessons that you have to adjust to as opposed to everything being so welcoming. But at the end of the day, it's gonna make you a better person just by knowing who you are, um, where you come from, and, and it help you get to where you're trying to go.
0: So so you spoke to, I guess, what what got you to this point in relation to your, your, your current fitness now, as well as your brand, um, have you experienced any, uh, I guess, any, any, uh, struggles to stay consistent, uh, you know, any, any, I guess, any, any current tribulations that made you say, you know what, do I still want to do this?
2: Mm -hmm. So it's crazy because I was just having this conversation with one of my good friends. We've been friends since high school, William Brown. I consider him like one of my brothers. Um, And one of the things that he recently told me was that you are your brand. So no matter what the inconsistency or consistency looks like, you're always carrying that brand with you. So even though I'm working on different projects right now that I want to drop for um, Women's History Month and things like that, social media may not see what I'm working on, but every single day I'm consistently working on my brand as long as I'm working on who I am as a person. Mm. A lot from my brand comes from my experiences or what I'm going through. And now, Uh, with my youtube channel i do a thing called mental champion mondays yeah i
1: love it that's so dope
2: (laughs) and i just talk about i talk about the different things that i experienced over the week um that's helped me become more of a mental champion in my mind and that kind of teaches me like even though i may not be producing a pair at this point or i may not um physically have a product out there to sell I'm, i'm mentally working on a new product every single day by just waking up and just experiencing what life gives to me that day so um it, it all just depends on what what you look at as, as inconsistency as inconsistency with the brand so i mean I, I i make clothes every single day but um as far as building my brand that's something that i feel like i consistently do every single day when i wake up
1: i want to dig into something real quick though that i heard you say how do you deal with because a lot of people don't understand i'm the same way. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that never makes it to social media that you're really doing. So how do you deal with that mental balance of like, because we live in an era where social media, you know, how it goes. Like you can become irrelevant so quick and what you actually doing doesn't matter until it seems like whatever everybody else wants it to seem like. So how do you deal with that? Like I'm grinding right now. Right. And the camera's not on versus what everybody sees. How do you deal yeah. with that? Like, that mentality that's, we live in right now. Right, that that in the lab versus what have you done for me lately. Yeah, right? yeah how do you deal with <laughs> how do you deal with that for who you are?
2: Yeah. I think I think at the end of the day, it boils down to your passion. And that's what I tell people every single day. If you love what you're doing, then it doesn't matter um what you put out there and the response that you get from people. If you're doing it because you love it, then you're gonna naturally attract the attention and the whatever it is that you're seeking once you put it out there, but you have to do every single thing that you do with passion. Because if you're doing it for attention, if you're doing it for marketing, if you're doing it for approval approval or some type of awards, then is it really authentic? Is it really Man. real? And I think a lot of people struggle with that, especially now with the whole pandemic and everything. A lot of people are starting brands. A lot of people are starting their own businesses, but I always tell people, please make sure that when you do that, you have a foundation. Um, that you're creating that on, you have experience, you have a lot of knowledge about what you're trying to give out to the world as as opposed to just taking a phrase and putting it on a t-shirt and saying, here's my brand. You are your brand. So if you don't represent that, people are going to know, people are going to check it out. They're going to figure it out right away. And I think that's why so many people become irrelevant when they do do things because people are able to tell like, okay, they're just doing it because it's something trendy right now. They're doing it because everybody else is doing it right now, but you are able to weed out the people who have truly um, a deep passion for what it is that they do and the brands that they're trying to get out there. So I think that is how I handle it the best. I just make sure that every time I do something that I'm doing it because I love it and it's because I want to do it. And one of the phrases actually that started me with my brand is like, if you're not doing what you love, then what are you doing it for? So I always refer back to that every single time. I feel like, okay, am I doing enough for my brand? Am I doing what needs to be done? I remind myself, as long as I'm doing what I love every day, then I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to.
1: Can, can we real quickly like, because your, your mental champion series is like next level. See, I'm the type because I understand like building things Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people don't value the quality of like content that's out there. Yeah. So can you tap into like, what made you like the mental champion, where did it come from? And like, because it's hard to be that consistent with things outside of like everything else. Mm-hmm. What does that come? Like, where does that, what makes you keep doing mental champion? Um, Cause that's, that's a really dope thing that you do. And I don't think a lot of people know about that.
2: They don't, they don't, but they're slowly starting to pick up on it. But I think mm-hmm. it's just because I see myself grow through my experiences. So I feel like just because of the, like seeing myself overcome something that was so hard for me, like just mentally you just, uh, you'd be defeated sometimes or you wonder if you're good enough or is this gonna be good enough? But I've been able to dissect different situations and I've been able to take different feelings and just be able to analyze what's making me better and just seeing myself get better My whole thing is I want to take my experiences and give that to other people so that they can be better. So I think that is what keeps me so consistent about doing it, because even if it's only one person a week that comes back to me and says, man, I really, you know, I'm saying learned something from this video. I really took a a piece of advice that you said and applied it to my life this week and instantly, you know, I'm saying a new opportunity came my way just those little messages and things like that is what keep me doing it every day, no matter if zero people, if one people see it or 600 people see it, as long as it touches somebody every time I do it. um, And as long as I feel myself grow, cause even after yeah. I edit the videos, like people don't know that I, I I edit everything. I do every single thing, anything you see me do, I put my hands on it.
1: Um, respect, absolute respect.
2: Yeah, I got to put my hands on it just because eventually yeah, I'll have employees and eventually I have people doing that stuff for me, but I can't teach you. I can't tell you how I want things done if I've never done it myself. For sure. So, um, but yeah, I just think I just think being able to see myself grow, see myself um develop into the woman that I want to be is what's gonna keep me consistent with dropping these videos every Monday.
1: And and let me clarify something real quick. When I say like I think what you're doing should be seen nationally. Yeah. Because I think so many stories get like two ACLs. PWI mm-hmm. because if you take out the the context of like what we think is important in America and put in like some uh, like a black woman that's been in the PWI, been at rock bottom as a basketball player tearing your knees up, mm-hmm. rebuilding, going to South Carolina State scoring a thousand points, and playing then I'm say again
2: playing professionally,
1: playing professionally like those stories to me mean way more than what we get. Fed yeah, all the time from absolutely. man, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's just. So when I say that, I mean like people need it. When I say people need it, I mean like that joint should be something when we wake up and see Brie on the joint, like, yeah, because, yes, 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 like, like with my brand Born to Win, it's so many trials and tribulations that we think about that we go through that we don't give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, we go through things and we don't ever say, like, damn, I made it through that. Like, I had to. The yeah. mental fight, the physical fight, the emotional fight, all that—we don't be like, mm, like, <laughs> like, I did, like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I did that, and I think that's the point. Like that, I did that moment is what makes me feel like, okay, I did it. So I, I somebody, I'm gonna help somebody else do it too. For sure. It's it's that that's just making like every single day. I'm always trying to teach, give somebody any type of advice I can. Like you can be whatever it is that you want to be, as long as you believe in that. That's it. That's the that's the message at the end of the day.
0: For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Let's say I'm starting my fitness journey tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. What would be some of the, I guess, the nuggets, some of the jewels that you would give me as someone that isn't as confident as, you know, in where I am right now to push me out the door to start my fitness journey?
2: Um, The first thing I would tell you to do is make sure that you have fun. Because if you have to wake up and dread anything that you're about to go do, it's going to be a terrible going to get my it's gonna job. Be, gotcha. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Work, again, if you're not doing what you love, what you doing it for? Right. So That's find right. out why you love it and then figure out how to have fun with it, regardless of how hard it may seem. Because just being naive to um, the hard work or how painful it's going to be, it provides you with a sense of freedom that allows you to have fun through whatever it is that you're going to do. So mm-hmm. my first advice to you would be, Make sure that you're getting into it with somebody that's going to make sure that you have fun. And then, secondly, realize that it's a process and a journey. So, we don't work out, we don't work out to, um, you know, look good for our birthday every year. We don't work out to look good in two weeks. We do it because this is the type of life that we want to live. It's become a part of our lifestyle, it becomes a habit. So don't expect fitness to be a quick fix. That's what, that's what the surgery and stuff like that is for. If you really want to change yourself and you really want to better yourself, you have to know that it's going to be a process and something that's not going to happen overnight.
1: So so you played professionally, you paid college hoops, you're still in the game as far as fitness wise what it take to stay that level of discipline like food is it is it food you you stay strict on your food strict on your your workout both like what does it take right. to it, maintain that right. discipline? Do, do you have to give up the, the nightlife do you, Woo, you have to give up yeah what you like, yeah. I- <laughs> You know, hey, you got to ask. You got to ask. If you're not
2: doing what you love, what are you doing it for? If you're not having fun, what you doing it for? So absolutely not. I think <laughs> no. I think <laughs> being able to find that balance, being able to find that balance, because a lot of times we get so disciplined, we get so um, deep into our work and so deep into being great people that we forget to live life, and that is something that I was going through. I think up until actually 2020 happened, I was just so deep into my work, so deep into my brand that I would forget to have fun all the time. And then I realized, okay, why am I so irritated? Why am I so angry? Because I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. I'm just working, I'm just working, I'm just working. So I think um, that's the first part. And then as far as uh, staying disciplined, I like to challenge myself. So that's actually how I ended up becoming a vegetarian, which yes, I'm a vegetarian now almost two years. Absolute (laughs)
1: respect.
2: So um, every month, starting in 2019 I would challenge myself so I'm gonna do this for 30 days I'm not gonna eat this for 30 days like one of the hardest things I had to do was give up chips I love chips I could eat chips all day I could chips could be my meal replacement anytime especially hot chips so I was like okay I'm gonna give up chips this month I'm gonna give I'm gonna drink only water this month so I was testing myself different ways every month so I think those challenges is also what kind of helped me stay disciplined just because I'm providing myself with something new to achieve that month it's just keeping me on a, on a straight path right now. And then, like I said, because I am so disciplined, it allows me when the opportunity comes for me to go out and have fun and just enjoy life just because of how hard I'm working on the other side. You gotta have a balance. Otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. I'd have been there before.
1: What was it like giving all that up? Meat and chips and snacks and uh, what was that like? Woo!
2: You know, and all honesty, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard for me. So when I was overseas, um, I played in two countries. I played in Iceland I played in Croatia. And so in Iceland, um, you know, they can't grow anything from the ground. So everything was imported and mm-hmm. everything was super, super, super expensive. Like steak was expensive. Um, chicken was expensive. Fish was expensive. Everything was expensive. So it got to the point where okay, I'm like the only inexpensive thing that I can eat every day is chicken. So mm-hmm. at that point, I was only eating chicken just because it was the most affordable for me while I was overseas. And then I ended up going to play for a different team in Croatia. And um in Croatia, the town that we lived in, Osiak, they believe that the pork, the pig is the strongest animal. Why? I have no idea. I still would never understand that, but that's <laughs> what they believe. So anytime we would go to the restaurant, that's what they would be trying to feed us. I'm like, I'm not eating this anymore. It's the, mm. it completely just kind of turned me off to eating meat. So once I came back home, um, I started those challenges. I started giving up chips just because I feel like, okay, I'm back home. I need to stay in shape. I need you know, get ready for whatever's coming next. So let me challenge myself. And then it got to a point where I was like, Let me try to not eat chicken. Let me try to not eat chicken for 30 days. I thought it was crazy. I was like, I've never, ever, I'm never going to be a vegetarian just because I need some type of protein. But I went those 30 days and uh, I felt amazing. I felt great afterwards. So I'm like, let me see how long I can continue to do this. So I've been doing it for almost two years, like I said, in September. I'll be two years in. But I I always tell people that when you make that transition and you make a strong transition, such as your diet, to make sure that you don't go cold turkey because it's, it's super hard to go cold turkey. So yeah. challenge yourself, give yourself little little, um, let me not eat this meat. Let me not eat this type of meat for a week. And then next week, try yeah. something else until you build up the strength to eventually give it all away. Like I just didn't become vegetarian overnight. If I think about it, it took the two years of me being overseas for me to get to that point to where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done with this. So
1: 2020, March, the pandemic hits. Was it a blessing or a curse? Which one, which one wasn't for you? Uh,
2: it was a little
1: bit of both, I know.
2: I Yeah, I'm gonna say it was a little bit of both just because um, of work, jobs and things like that. But I think the blessing became because, like I said, I found out I needed to start enjoying life. And because mm. I wasn't able to go to work anymore, because I wasn't able to get up and move around and do the things that I normally had to do, I was able to spend more time with myself. Spend more time with my sisters. Spend more time with my friends and family, and that is what taught me so much about who I wanted to become. So I was able to dig more into myself. So y'all see the chakras and a Buddha and the vision board and everything in the background. That all came in in 2020. Me just learning myself and trying to figure out exactly okay who I am, where do I come from, what does this mean? You know, getting more into who I am as a woman and who I am as a person. So I think that was the most, the biggest blessing of 2020 that uh, I didn't even know that I needed, but I wouldn't have created becoming a mental champion without going through those kind of things, without learning those kind of things and realizing that my thoughts really controlled every single thing that happened around me. So
1: can you really quickly tap into what made you do those things? Like put the Buddha up the vision board during those times. Um, So
2: I always did vision boards. I did vision boards every year just because it was something that we started in college that my coaches would make us do. So it was just um, a continued habit that I would do every year to the point where we would have like vision board parties and um, it would just be a lot of fun. But the yoga and everything I got into because um, I wanted to, like I said, learn more about myself. And I knew that it was more internal than it was um, external. So I'm like, okay, what are the different type of um, departments or what do I have access to to learn more about that? And I started learning about the chakras. I started doing yoga and I started doing yoga just because um, it was something I knew I needed to stretch my body at the end of the day because of the type of athlete and the injuries and everything I had. I was like, okay, let me get into yoga. So I started off 2020 with doing yoga um, every single day. And I absolutely felt in love with it because you would step off the mat and just feel like a whole new person. Like anything that you stepped on the mat with that held you or weighed you down, it you just left it there. And I just love being able to just empty myself there and then start the whole day off uh, brand new. So um I think that's really what helped me get into it. And then what helped me stay in it was 2021 January, I started a 31 day yoga challenge and I would get up every day, 6 a.m. and do yoga before I had to move out the house. And I was doing that because I started every day getting so agitated with every single thing that I had to do. I was finally getting back into work, training people, working on my brand. So I'll wake up and see my schedule and literally will be jam packed throughout the whole day. So I would carry that anxiety with me. But once I got up and started doing yoga every day, leaving that on a mat, it changed my mentality from what I had to do to what I get to do. And I think that's the biggest shift that I needed um to tackle everything that I had to do every single day. Otherwise I probably would've been like, no, I'm not, I can't do all that. There's no way I can get all that done. It just be freaking out the whole day. So it kept me calm um to start my day, which is really good for me.
1: Hey bro, I know bro, I know bro, I know it's me, but she keeps saying <laughs> something to make me say more. It's she okay. keeps saying make me say more.
2: That's so what we, we
1: so when you work with your clients, what's some of the biggest challenges you see from like people, you know, they're not in shape, you're working them out. I see you on your story constantly in mm-hmm. it, in it, in it. Like what's some of the biggest challenges you see as far as working with your clients and getting them to where they say they want to go? Uh-huh. What's some of those challenges like?
2: Um, I think the first challenge is something that I face is a lot of people see the way that I work out. So they're intimidated to work out with
1: mm-hmm.
2: me. And so I think I spend a lot of time expressing to people that what you see me do is not what I'm going to make you do. So fitness is um, on every level. It has different type of levels. Everybody not going to be the same every, because everybody's not the same. Everybody's goal is not the same. Some people want to lose weight. Some people want to gain weight. Some people want to um, become faster, things like that. So you have to remember that you are your own person in your own lane with your own fitness path. So just because you see something, it doesn't mean that that's what you're going to be required to do. I can't, uh, it's more so like the athletes that I train, I make them do some of the things that I do just to build their athleticism. But any type of everyday person, I train a lot of women. Um, I train men too, but um, just making them be the best that they can be, pushing Mm -hmm. them to the best of their capabilities is the first thing I think I struggle with just because people, like I said, they get intimidated by the things that I do. But I think once they come and they they feel my energy and they feel my spirit, and most importantly, they understand my passion for fitness, Mm It, it gives them a sense of, okay, I can do this and I want her to be the person that helped me get through this. I think once I've started training with people, it's hard for me to lose clients just because they're used to a certain type of training style. They're used to coming into the studio, they're coming into the facility and getting a certain kind of person um, out of me every single time. So I think they look forward to that more than the actual workout because the whole time I'm encouraging. I'm telling them to believe in themselves. I'm giving them the reasons as to why they should believe in themselves, reminding them every single day that each time you do a rep, you're getting that much stronger. So just having that encouragement um, and being able to give that to them, I think is probably the most thing that helps me get over any type of challenge that they come in there with. Because people come in there all the time, like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I've never done this before. And me being able to teach them and them seeing themselves be able to be taught and see their own progression is, the main thing that helps us get over anything that they came in there thinking that they couldn't do that day. Sure. Even as it was like jumping rope, I have clients who can't who couldn't jump rope at first and now they're skipping and flipping and all. I'm like, yeah, I told you, you could do that from the first day. It just, you know what I'm saying? It's a process. It's not mm-hmm. gonna happen overnight, so
0: yeah. That's so, dope. So in relation to the future, without telling us your secrets, right? You okay. gotta dig into that bag. What can we expect from you over the next couple months over the, you know, your short-term, long-term goals? Yeah. Um, you can well, tell I, us the secrets if you want. Well, to. That
1: yeah, I say, yeah, If you gonna be yeah, yeah.
0: I that's a disclaimer. Yeah. Well,
1: I will
2: say, I will say, of course, you'll keep on seeing the mental um champion Monday videos. You'll see more mm-hmm. things um start to come on YouTube. I'm doing now the year of Bri, which is a video I do every month just to update people, on my status of how I'm growing as a person. Mm-hmm. I've decided to dedicate this year to my growth. Um, so I just kind of do videos and, and short, short videos about what I've experienced that month. Um, you'll see new things coming from the clothing brand. Like I said, we dropped some stuff in honor of women's history month. So mm-hmm. you'll see that coming actually pretty soon. I'll be dropping some stuff next week once we finalize everything. Um, but I, with me, honestly, you never know. You never know what I'm gonna get my hands on. So I think the right. best thing to do is just stay tuned. Oh, dope.
1: absolute dope. respect. Dope. So for the people that don't know, where can they find you at? If they need to get in contact with you, everything you do, where can they find you at?
2: My No, no. um, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Breezy the G. No, it's not Breezy Dag. It's Breezy, B-R-E-E-Z-Y-D-A the G. Just like that. You can find the brand at Never Surrender 4. You can find us on the website at NeverSurrender4.com and the same on Facebook at Never Surrender 4.
1: Absolutely respect, Bree. Appreciate you blessing the podcast but with that love. knowledge, that, that journey, that yeah. story. Super dope. Appreciate you coming on, man. Nothing but love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you.
2: welcome. Thank you for having me. Have a good night. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you for allowing me the platform to share my story. So keep it Peace. up.